0: So, Glenn, tell me, what can't you do now that you could do back when you started Judas Priest?
1: <laughs> That's a good question, really. Um, I can more or less do the same, I think. I, I, you know, I take every day as it comes. So, if, you know, it, it, it's, it's that moment on stage that matters. And I think that the audience, you know, can draw out of you uh, as much energy energy as they uh, you know, as they enjoy, and, and that's what uh, Judas Priest concerts all about. is It's about the band and the audience. It's, a, it's an event, and it always has been. So things haven't really changed that much. You know, the audience give us stamina, they give us energy, uh, they sing along with the chorus. We've even the lead breaks, and uh, the whole thing's an event for us. And uh, you, it, you can you can have a bad day, but when you hear that roar as you walk on stage, it just you know re- regenerates you.
0: There's, there's times when Judas Priest is away from the stage and when you're on stage, and when you get back on stage, do you find it's like muscle memory that it all just locks in and you just hit go and away you go, like you picked up where you last left off?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we obviously rehearsed before major tours, but it's the production rehearsals that take the time, really, you know, that's that's what the show's all about, is production and uh, although our our music's the most important thing you know it's always gone hand in hand with a big production and that's what takes the rehearsal time
0: all right glenn let me ask you another question what song is more fun to play now than it was back then
1: (laughs) well it's the old old story paul you know um you know, you, you think of songs like Living After Midnight, which we've played for so long. Yeah. And if you think of him in mean, the cold, hard light of the day, you know, you think, oh, are we really still playing that? But when you when the drums kick 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 in and, and we start that song, there's just a, a real roar from the audience again. And so it's just like the first time we played it, you know?
0: Uh, tell me, let's talk about fans a little bit now. What do you appreciate now about your fans that maybe you missed back in your heyday?
1: Well, obviously, you know, we've been around for 40 years plus. And the thing that really is really satisfying is we don't just get, you know, our older fans that have been with us from day one, but we get, you know, young kids in the audience now who've either been turned on by their parents or have discovered the band themselves, and that's the most exciting thing, because some of the young kids have discovered Priest, the self, you know, they haven't been turned on by the parents, and it just means that you're doing something right when you get that cross-section of age throughout the audience.
0: All right. Can you tell me about Rob Halford? How is Rob different now than he was back in the early days of Judas Priest?
1: Well, to be honest, Rob is... His voice has stood up incredibly. I mean, on this last album, uh, on tour now, I have to say he's singing better than ever, you know. So he's just blessed, with, not just with a great voice, but uh, a, you know, a voice of longevity. And uh, yeah, it's amazing, really, the way he can still hit all those high notes.
0: I know. he It's, it's incredible how well he can still sing. And you say better than before, right?
1: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a voice of... Uh, has remained strong and he can still, you know, hit the high notes. He's got a great range and it's still working well.
0: Now, I know a lot of fans don't understand this, but bands don't spend a lot of time listening to their music. But I do want to ask you this one question. If you could go back and take one of your early recordings and redo it, is there one that you would uh, like to change?
1: There there isn't actually, Paul, and i say that for (coughs) um, for this reason. I don't very often listen to what we've done. I like to move ahead and think ahead and forge ahead. Um, so I don't very often stop and, and, and listen to you know old, old albums. But, the, but when we do, a, when we did the box set release, we had to listen through to everything.
0: Yep. And
1: um, although you could say that the production on some isn't very good, like rock roller and,
0: and the early albums.
1: Um, it, it's got a sound to it. It's, it's got, a, um, you know, something that if you tried to replace it and tried to reproduce it, uh, remixed it or whatever, it would lose that sort of quality that that, that that it's always had, and it would it would spoil it really. So. I know we could get some early Judas Priest albums to sound better, but I think in doing so, it would also lose a lot of character.
0: It would definitely lose the raw sound that those early, early 70s records had. I, you know, you're right. I wouldn't want to give up on any of those type of things. Hey, listen, you yeah. you and uh, KK were a formidable pair on stage for so many years. What's it like working with Richie Faulkner now?
1: Well, Richie, he's just amazing, you know. Um, I've said it a million times, but if we hadn't found Richie, we certainly wouldn't have continued. So we were, we were just very, very lucky that, that you know we discovered Richie, and he's just been fantastic, really. Are
0: are, are Priest fans okay with the idea of Richie reinterpreting those old solos? I, I guess that's really a battle for any band. Is that you know you want fans? Who want you to reproduce everything that they've grown up listening to, and then you go in there and you open up on those solos, and you know you battle a little bit. How do you find that,
1: I, I, Richie? You know, it, it took him just the first two, really to win everybody over. There was obviously skepticism, you know, and and you know it's it's a big challenge for for, for anybody to to come on stage with Priest. And the beauty of Richie is he he, he does what's necessary. Um, in terms of you know what what the song requires, and but he can still do it in his own way, and it's uh, it's just amazing the way he's adapted his style, you know, to, to the band and the way he slots it in, not just on a performing level, but also on a writing level as well.
0: Uh, one more question here for you. Uh, over the years, you've 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 been out on the road and played with a lot of bands, shared the stage. Uh, this tour here, it's with Mastodon. Uh, how are you having fun with those guys?
1: Yeah, they're great guys, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it makes for a great bill for for this tour. We get along well with them. They're nice guys and they're great great bands. So, uh, you know, we couldn't ask for more, really.
0: Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. Judas Priest playing in Toronto on November the 12th with Mastodon opening. Thanks very much, Glenn.
1: Thank you, Paul.